0: Welcome to Chronicles of a Pandemic, a podcast series that's goal is to share the stories of how the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting young adults around the world. Every podcast will delve into a specific individual who together will share their personal experience and how the pandemic and the worldwide quarantine is affecting them in their specific country and region. This podcast is brought to you by Rodrigo Rivera. An Northeastern University student from Guatemala City, Guatemala, studying political science and economics, and my co-host, Jack Rodero, An Northeastern University student from the New York Metro area, studying business administration. Welcome to Chronicles of a Pandemic, Episode Two. I'm Rodrigo Rivera. Thank you for tuning in to our second episode. Today we'll be introducing our second perspective of the pandemic from Mihiro Shimano a fellow Northeastern University student from Tokyo, Japan, and Frankfurt, Germany. Mihiro today will be telling us about some of her personal experiences as she had to leave Boston where she was currently studying and traveled to Tokyo due to the COVID-19 crisis. She has experienced many changes in her daily life and plans, and she will be here telling us more about this, How, uh, how currently the new world of social distancing and protecting measures are taking over her home nation. In addition, she will be telling us about some personal opinions about the pandemic and how it has affected her in her day-to-day life from distance learning to social life in a variety of ways.
1: Although these may be times of uncertainty, it is important to remember that we will persevere. We are at the forefront of one of the most challenging eras in modern history, and it is up to every one of us to be resilient in this time of need. There have been and will be hardships that we will all endure, but together we will come back stronger than ever. This pandemic has impacted us all in unique ways, and to truly encapsulate the global nature of this virus, we want to hear your story. With that said, we want to welcome our guest, Mihiro, to tell us how the coronavirus has impacted her. Welcome, Mihiro. We're so glad for you to join us today.
2: Yeah, I'm glad I can talk to you guys.
1: So, Mihira, we are aware that you had to leave where you were currently studying in Boston to travel back to Japan to your family. Could you tell us how that trip went for you and how was your experience packing out of your dorm from a day to another and then taking a plane halfway across the world?
2: Um, yeah, so actually, when Northeastern initially announced that they weren't going to kick people out of their dorms, I was actually glad because, you know, I don't know, I didn't know whether I should go back um, to my family. Um, So right now I'm at my grandparents house in Japan, my parents live in Frankfurt in Germany so I didn't know whether I should go back to Germany or Japan so I was kind of glad that I was staying in Boston but then you know since Northeastern said to leave the evacuate the dorms um I had to in a matter of you know four days or so figure out whether I was going to go back to Japan go to Germany or stay at a friend's house in Boston and so for the first two days, um, a lot of my friends offered for me to stay at their house, you know, around the U S and initially I accepted like a friend's offer in Boston or in Massachusetts. But then after, you know, thinking about it, realizing that I'd be there for more than three months, which, you know, even for a friend is kind of overbearing. Um, I decided that it'd be best for me to go back to Japan because, you know, that's where I have my health insurance. And that's just the most responsible way for me to go. So that's how I ended up in Japan, back with my grandparents. Um, And, you know, last minute flights are very expensive, but in a pandemic, I suppose it has to be done.
0: Thank you for sharing, Nihiro. It seems very interesting how it all happened so quickly for you, from going to class to then going online, then leaving Boston entirely. I wanted to ask you on how the situation is currently for you. And what is the government of Japan doing in order to put the spread of disease to an end?
2: Um, So Japan actually doesn't have that many cases compared to, you know, the U.S. or Europe. Um, I think yesterday the um, cases were 91 people in Tokyo, which is not a lot, considering Tokyo has a very large population. Uh, Just that um, the government right now uh, declared it a state of emergency, but not a lockdown. So there are still businesses going on. There's still a lot of people outside, Um, just that everyone is wearing masks. Um, Like, uh, yeah, and a lot of people are taking precautions, but obviously... Um, it's hard because in Japan, a lot of houses are very small. They're very, um, apart, a lot of apartments are really small. So it's just very hard for people to stay inside, um, for a long period of time. Um, and obviously a lot of parks, public parks are really crowded now because people have nothing else to do other than go to parks, um, because school is also out. So Yeah, that's one big thing that I've been seeing in Japan. Um, Yeah, so opposed to other countries, we haven't gone into lockdown. But overall, for me personally, I haven't gone out very much. I do, you know, I go once a week grocery shopping, um, and that's about it. Maybe step outside for a walk, but nothing. there's nothing else that you can really do right now, yeah.
1: So that's so interesting, and a big question we have for you is personally, how has this affected you with your family and everything in the country, personally between you, you said you hadn't gone out a lot, but how has this personally affected your day to day life
2: um so obviously, like being inside the whole day is can be kind of tiring, but I mean, um, one thing that I am thankful for is that. Um, I'm with my grandparents and they own a pastry shop, which is still open. So most of the day um, they're working downstairs. Um, So it's like the the pastry shop is below our house. So they just work um, there most of the day. So I end up just being alone um, by myself, which is um, okay, I guess, I suppose. Um, And... You know, I can still talk to my friends somewhat, uh, discarding the fact that there's, you know, a 13-hour time difference between the U.S. and here. But most of the time, I get along fine. And, you know, I've been coping by... I feel like a lot of people are doing this by watching Netflix and, you know, binge-watching TV shows. But um, apart from that, I think the the most... Um, helpful thing that I've been doing is exercising at home. You know, that's just mentally helpful for me. Um, and going outside for a walk is also really mentally helpful. Um, yeah, I think, especially because we don't have any pets or any of like something like that. So like, you know, I can't just go for a walk with the dog or something, um, which I feel like a lot of people are doing to cope with the stress of having to stay inside nowadays. Um, so I just go out and you know, have a walk by myself so that I can get out and make sure that I'm, you know, staying mentally
0: okay as well. Well, thank you, Mihiro, for that very impactful insight. And I also wanted to ask on how your life is currently going on with school and everything. I have had a varying of stories from people declaring classes are pass or fail or later receiving an A and people suffering through their exams. How has it been personally for you?
2: Um, For me personally, um, my classes last semester, so the the semester that just ended, all of my classes were really writing based. So my finals ended up being essays, which was actually really good for me because I'm personally better at writing essays than taking an exam. Um, So for me, I ended up with pretty good grades at the end of the semester, I would say. And I I passed failed one class, but um, it was kind of unnecessary because I got um, a good grade in that class, but I was just like worried, so I did it anyways. Um, So yeah, like overall, like classwork-wise, it hasn't affected me that much. Um, I will, however, say that, you know, I lost a lot of motivation at the end. Um, especially with online classes, and for me, having a big time difference was um, a big deal because I didn't know, like, when I should do my classes, whether I should do them before the class actually happened or whether I should do them after, Um, so it was kind of hard to play catch-up at some points, and I'll probably most likely see that in my summer one classes that I'm going to be taking from today, actually, so yeah, we'll see how that goes, Um, But yeah.
1: So to add on to that, what do you think universities should do in the future going on with this pandemic?
2: Uh, Do you mean in terms of like students or academics or.
1: Uh, In terms of students.
2: I think that right now, although I want to say that the university hasn't given us a lot of information, I know that this university can't give us a lot of information because Honestly, everything's so uncertain right now, but I think the best way to go forward for universities would be to continue aiding students as much as possible over the summer, whether they're taking classes or whether they're trying to find a job, an internship or even a co-op for next semester. Um, But I feel like it's just very hard for universities to say um, what they can actually do in the coming fall semester, because we don't know whether, you know, the pandemic will be um, narrowed down by then or whether it will still be continuing heavily as much as it is right now.
0: Well, thank you, hero. That's one of the a really positive way and a really insightful way of Putting mostly the issues that are going on with colleges. And well, we knew that you had a big plans for the summer that you were going to complete a study abroad program in Jordan and how has the recent crisis affected your future planning? And in the end, do you have a message to other students who might be going through the same issues?
2: Yeah, so I wanted to go to Jordan over the summer um, on a dialogue with the university. And also I had an internship planned in Japan after I came back from that, uh, which was supposed to start in July. Although I still do have the internship, I don't know whether it will start in July. They said that like, you know, they would contact me in June. And also one thing that really affected me was going um, back to Japan because I had um, been working for a campaign, a political campaign, um, back in Boston, which was going really well for me, but, you know, I had to cancel that because I'm not in the U S anymore. Um, so I can't really work on the team. Um, so that was one thing that was really a big change for me. And I think going forward, it's changed a lot of a few of my plans, not a lot, but a few in terms of, um, my cycle for co-op. Um, I'm glad that I could change mine, but, um, I initially was going to do a spring co-op in the, um, in 2021, but now I'm uh, thinking of doing a fall co-op in 2021 because, um, you know, just the jobs right now on the market, especially for my major, which is journalism is very, very, um, uncertain and there are not a lot of people hiring right now. So, you know, I had to switch a lot of my, um, co-op plans and internship plans, but, I think the one message that I would say to people right now, and especially students is that although a lot of things were canceled and it might not be the best outcome that could have happened in this pandemic, it's the best thing about it is that you can check in with yourself mentally. And, um, you know, there's, a lot of opportunities that are going to come your way. Um, Even though it might not feel like it right now, you know, in five years time, you're going to have most likely a better opportunity and it might not be, um, this might not be the best time for you to hear this, but also um, it's best to stay optimistic about it because you never know what comes your way in the future. And yeah, I think I think that would be my message.
1: So sort of building on to the last question, what would you consider to be the biggest takeaway for young adults during this entire time?
2: Um I think that I think that throughout this pandemic the biggest takeaway would be that there is a lot of support from the people around you. Um, you might not notice it a lot of the time, uh, especially, you know, when you're in university studying and you have a lot of things going on around you, you might not realize it, but now when we take a step back and during the pandemic, you know, taking a step back and looking at who we have around us, I I think it's, um, it's very clear to us that there's a lot of support going on um, behind the scenes, whether it be our parents or family, friends, um, acquaintances, whoever. but I, I think it's just there's a lot of people that support us um, behind the scenes, and often we forget that, so I think the pandemic is you know a good time to realize a lot of that. Um, I have especially. so yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Mihiro, for all the information. I believe that everything, as you had said, can help anybody who's dealing with the same issues as you have and has similar opinions can agree and be thankful for. If you wish to communicate with Mihiro, her Instagram is at Mihiro-S, and you can hear Mihiro's podcast called The Universal Proof Blueprint on the UN Sustainable Goals and the Specifications. This podcast is available on Spotify. Thank you all for joining us this week on Chronicles of a Pandemic. And we hope you will be glad to tune in to next week's stories of the pandemic. If you wish to hear more about this podcast or share your stories for them to be included, just send a message to our Instagram account at Chronicles of a Pandemic, which you can see in our handle and our logo as well. We hope you're able to join us next week where we'll be talking to Devanshi Shingal, a fellow Northeastern University student living currently in Agra, India. As always, thank you very much. And see you
1: next time. Stay safe.